know, you just can't stop. You can't just start fighting big battles. You got to win the little small ones first. There is not a soul in here who is not in combat at this moment. And the thing that makes it so devastating is the fact you don't even know you're in a battle. You just think things are happening to you. The truth is you are in a battle. Maybe not physically, some of them is mental. If I had the wars that's going on mentally in the minds of these people, it would frighten you to death. We sit on the pews, we are dressed, we look good, we are well-groomed, but we are in a fight for our lives. Some of you fought to get here. It won't because the dress was bad or the suit won't right. Your mind won't right. And yet you overcame and you are sitting on these pews. Now give God a hand for that. Amen. The truth is all victories are won by God. And I can hear you saying now, but you just don't know what I went through to get where I am. Truth of the matter is, uh, you came out with the power of God. You waged war with his strategies. And he ultimately was the one that won the battle for you. I want to say to you, it's not so much training the physical muscle in your body as it is training your steadfastness. We are dealing in an age now when there is so much distraction going on and so much instability that's taking place among man as a whole and in the world of Christendom. But our texts give us specific instruction on what we should do in the midst of this conflict or this training ground that we are in. First he said, stand, he said set yourself. And one of the things we have to do in order to fight is set yourself. Setting yourself means to put yourself in a position that you won't move to the right nor to the left. You have made up in your mind, I'm going to stand. I wonder is there anybody in this room who have made up in your mind that you're going to stand. And then he said, stand still. Staying still. And a lot of times when the fire is against you, it's not easy to stand still. But he said, stand still. And then the next point, he said, open your eyes and focus on the Lord. Then he said, fear not. And then the next thing he said is, stay encouraged. The text says, be not discouraged. But you got to keep yourself Encourage. How many of y'all know that you got to keep yourself? How many of you couldn't find a friend and you just talk to yourself and just encourage yourself? Because all the time, the friend, your best friend phone might be turned off. But you've got to have an inner motivation. Amen. Then I'm going to have somebody I can talk to. David 
amen, he was training for victory, but David fought bears and lions before he ever fought Goliath. Amen. He was training for victory. Some of you on your pews right now, you don't realize it. You think that you're uh, going down for the last time, but God got you in training for victory. Uh, digging foxholes for no reason at all. The military, they put you through some stringent training digging foxholes and uh, uh, somebody just saying what they want to say to you and you've got to say, sir, yes, sir. Amen. You've got to show the respect even if you don't like them. You've got to say, sir, yes, sir. Amen. And they might be younger than you are, might not even be your color, but you still got to say, sir, yes, sir. You're in training. You're not an officer yet. You're private. You're looking for something greater than what you have, but if you don't do the basics, you cannot move into rulership. David says here, he said that when he came out to fight that, that, that big giant, David told them, said, don't you be afraid of, those, of that giant. God will deliver that giant in my hand. The reason why he knew he, God would deliver is because he had trained. He trained with a lion and a bear. Amen. Sometimes what you're going to fight have nothing to do with what you're training with. He trained with lion and bear to, re, to fight a giant. So right now, God got you going through something. But you got to know God know what he's doing. He know what he's doing. I wonder, can you just rat that head back and say, Lord, you know what you're doing. Amen. And uh, so uh, David went into Saul and Saul said, you're not going to be able to beat this, this, this big Philistine. You, you can't beat him. Amen. You are just a youth and he's been training from a youth. But David says, Amen. That's all right. This ain't the first 13 foot thing I fought. I fought the buyer and the lion. One day he took one of the kids and had him in his mouth. He said, I went there. I don't know what kind of man he was. David was a 17 year old boy. He must have been determined. He said, I grabbed him by his beard. I don't know whether or not y'all have seen a lion and a bear. Them thing, I mean, them things got them claws on them like that one swoop could just knock your whole face off. But he said he had my, he had something that was precious to me in his mouth. He said, I just grabbed him by his beard. I don't know what he's socking beside his head or what he did, but he, I took the kid out of his mouth. He said, this uncircumcised Philistine here, I'm going to defeat him too because I got the right purpose. I was just killing the, I was just killing the lion and the bear to protect the sheep. But I'm going to fight this time to protect Yahweh, amen, the Lord God Almighty. No demon is going to stand here before me this day. I'm going to take this giant out. And so Saul, amen, because he hadn't done any training. Saul just came to be a king, but amen, he just happened to be the right height, the right size, in the right place. And so he became king. So Saul said, well, let me see if I can help you some. He said, well, I tell you, I got some armament here. I'm scared to wear it, but I'll let you wear it. 
And so David, he put that stuff on David. And David looked around and he uh, was trying to move. And so he said, well, you know, uh, uh, Brother King, I, I haven't trained with this kind of stuff. Uh, but I've been in training. He said, I can't do nothing with this armament. But uh, I've been training, amen, with something different. I want to say to you while you're in your training, don't forget your training too. And he began to say, no, he said, he said, just let me get my own stuff. He said, amen, uh, uh, I'm used to simple stuff. So he got himself a few stones out of the brook because that's what he'd been training with. He had a little slingshot, a leather slingshot there because he had trained with him. And then he went out against Goliath. And in going out against Goliath, amen, he knocked him down. He became victorious because he had trained, amen, for victory. I want to say it to us. Some of us are in training right now. And God is about to bring you into something. But you got to trust God. That God's going to bring you out. You are not defeated. The giant is big. But you are not defeated. God said, I got you in training for victory. You can't see it right now. But I'm training you for victory. And I want to say it to you. Don't you become to the place that you forget your training to. Amen. Don't forget, amen. Amen. That it took prayer and fasting to get you here. Don't forget it took reading and staying in the word to get you here. It took staying in church and in the service to get you here. It took, amen, giving in proportion to what God had given you to get you here. It took, amen, discipline to get you here. These are your training too. Uh, don't get to the place that you think, I don't need them no more. Amen. I don't care what you got. Some good fasting and prayer always help. So you are in training right now. But he won't the only one. There was another one that was in training. His name was called Daniel. You know about him. And the Bible said in the text to stay fast. So Daniel stood fast and he determined. Amen. He purposed in his heart. I'm not going to eat the king's food. I don't care how hungry I am. I won't eat his food. He went on to say, I'm not going to stop praying. You can threaten my life, but I won't stop praying. He said, I won't stop looking to Jerusalem. That's the place I came from. Amen. Let me tell you what. And I'm not going to take a victory that God haven't given me. You know, every now and then the devil will come along with a substitute victory. Don't run away with a substitute victory. Some people that run around are run away with a substitute victory. And a little bit later on, what they thought was a victory was a noose around their neck. Check it out. Don't be afraid if God gives you something, you can examine it. I know some of y'all wish y'all had examined some of that stuff before you took it. Everything walking ain't your wife. Everything walking ain't your husband. Oh, Lord, have mercy. 
Not a few of them pass you by till the right one come. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Uh, but I don't want a blessing if God didn't give it to me. I'm going to wait on the Lord. Anybody waiting on God for a blessing? You know, some people will do anything to get a blessing. But I'm determined I'm going to do certain things and certain things I just ain't going to do. Amen. Then there was three other boys that was in training. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these were Hebrew boys. And guess where they got their training at? In a fiery furnace. Lord, have mercy. In a fiery, what you mean God trained in a fiery, yeah, that's some of his best ground. In a fiery furnace. Some of y'all might be in a furnace right now. That's all right. You're not going to burn up. God has got you in training. And so they, they, they determined I'm going to stay. And so here it is. The king says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, do you not know? I have power to burn you guys up. But then in the, in the uh, God word translation, the Bible says, the Hebrew boys answer and say, we don't have to answer the last question because if God don't deliver us, we ain't going to buy. I wonder if there anybody in the room that if I got to die with what I got, I ain't going to buy. Is, is there anybody? Is there anybody who have made up in your mind that I don't care what it costs me, I'm not going to bow. I'm not going to bow for relief because uh, every now and then you are tempted to bow just for a little bit of relief. But they say, no, we are not going to bow. Not even for a little bit of relief. Amen. I'm going to stand fast. I'm going to do the will of God. I want to have you practice standing. He said stand, because standing is part of God preparing you for the victory. Another guy that was in training, called him Moses. He was in training. You see, we think that we all of a sudden become heroes. It don't happen that way. Sometimes a little peon, somebody that you think ain't nobody, got, are the one that God using to get you in training. It might be somebody that, that this get your gall. God get you so mad, you're almost about to cuss. I know there are some of y'all. Some of y'all don't almost cuss. Amen. You be cussing. You don't be saying no mother, father either. You be cussing. Mother, father, I said. I want y'all to hear, understand what I said. Hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me. But we got to be to that place that we're not going to take no relief. So, Moses had that little staff in his hand, but he trained with the staff. Mm -hmm. And first of all, he trained with the staff right there when won't nobody looking. God told him to pick it up. He picked this thing up and he threw it down and got scared of it. 
And then he trained a little bit more. He got down there and he stretched that thing out there and he hit the water and it became blood. He practiced. All he was doing was practicing for the big thing. Uh, you were in practice now for the big thing. A little bit later on, he struck it again, and lights fell all over the lane, amen. He was practicing. He was in practice. So when it came around to the big deal, which was the Red Sea in front of them, the mountain behind them, amen, the Red Sea uh, in front of them, the mountains on the side, and Pharaoh's army behind, he was ready then. God, only thing God had to do was remind him of his practice. He said, what is that you got in your He said, a rod. God said, take that thing you've been practicing with. Stretch it out. I want to say to you the thing that you've been practicing with, God's going to call to you one day. Don't, don't worry about how insignificant it is. That thing that God got you practicing with is the thing that's going to give you your victory. You don't understand it right now, but the thing you're practicing with right now is the same thing God's going to use to give you victory. All the time when God is, is testing you and, and got you in training, it don't mean that you're starving to death. Sometimes God will bless you in training with more than enough. And you got to be really careful with that kind of training. That kind of training. Because that's when you usually mess up. You don't mess up when you're poor. Don't I have to call you to fast in prayer when, when, when you ain't got nothing? When that light bill is due and you don't have no money? When the food is run out? Guess what? You don't have no problem fasting. Oh, you got a choice, all right. You can drink grease. <laughs> I don't I don't when I got hungry, I don't ate some strange stuff. Anybody here that ate some strange stuff? A lassie sandwich? Peanut butter is Peanut butter tastes like steak when you're really hungry. Poking beans ain't bad. Poke the bean. It ain't bad when you're hungry. Poking beans with a weenie cut up in it. Fry the weenie first and then pour the bean in there. Oh my God. It ain't bad when you're hungry. It ain't bad when you're hungry. But when you're looking for a way out and all your friends have given you foolishness and you need a way out showing up, you don't have no problem fasting and praying and calling on the name of the Lord. But the problem comes when prosperity comes and God is training you with the prosperity to see exactly what you're going to do. Because it's not always. And sometimes we think, I'm do I must be doing right because I got plenty. That don't mean nothing. It could mean that God has just got you on trial to see exactly what you're going to do with what I've been blessing you with. This is what Job said. When the devil came, him, he was in training. The devil came along. Told God, said, God, if you, if you just give me, let, just let me at him. I make him curse you to your face. At that time, Job had his training wheels on. The devil came and took everything he had. But look what Job said. 
nigga came out into the world and nigga I'm going to leave but you see he stood fast because the, the thing you got to do to be ready is that of being able to stand fast and not give in don't give up your faith and so what happened was when the, when the enemy came Job said, nigga came out into the world, nigga shall I return. The Lord has given and the Lord has taken away. He said, blessed be the name of the Lord. What was he training for? He was training for God to give him double for his trouble. But it didn't happen until after he had passed the test. Then God gave him double for his trouble. And then, amen, there is the great warrior, the warrior Abraham. Abraham did not fight with bears and lions. Abraham was not tried in a fiery furnace. Abraham was not sold into slavery. But Abraham fought the biggest battle that had ever been fought in the scripture. He fought the battle of faith. It's not your physical strength. It is your faith. Do you believe that you can get up from where you are and still make it? This is what Abraham, God, God Abraham didn't wait till he got old. I know what it is. I didn't used to know, but I know what it is to have a limited time to work in. The window start getting smaller and you wonder, Lord, am I going to have enough to finish? Y'all don't know about that yet. And I don't want to just finish any kind of way, I want to finish strong. Finish strong. And there Abraham was. He had and prayed God had given him a child. And after getting the child, then God turns around and tells Abraham that he's in training. He said, Abraham, take your son, your only son, carry him up to Mount Moriah and offer him up as a sacrifice before me. He was in training. For what? Abraham went up there. Abraham didn't hesitate. He went up there and presented that child before God, drew the knife back to slay him. He was in training, still in training. And the angel came and said, Abraham, don't kill your child. That was just a test. It was just training. But since I know that you passed the test, I'm going to bless you and you're going to be a blessing to nations. You see, until you become a blessing to somebody else, you're not blessed. If you just blessed for your own mess, you're not blessed. You're not blessed until you can move past yourself and help somebody else. So Bible told to Abraham, blessing I will bless you, multiplying I will multiply. And because you're willing to give up the one, I'm going to give you a nation. Don't flow out of your being. He was in training and God bless him. I want to say to the saints of God right now, the scripture that God let me know, some of you are right now, you haven't done anything wrong, but it seems as if hell is coming up out of the floor after you. And God is saying today, that's my training because I'm ready to bless you. If you can pass the test, I'm going to bless you. I know you want to run, but he says, stand still. Stains to touch your name and say, we got to stain. Because you don't have to fight, but you got to show up. You don't have to fight, but you got to train. Lord have mercy. And so it was when Jehoshaphat in our text, 
He said, you need not fight in this battle, but stand still. Keep yourself encouraged. Keep looking up to God. Then he said, I'm going to give you the victory. So we're at a place now. We got to believe that I can come out of what I am. Touch your name and say, I can come out of what I am. And don't don't fool yourself. You're in some stuff. I know and you know it. You're in some stuff. You dressed up, looking good, but you're in some stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. You're in there almost up to the nose. You're barely breathing. But the fact is, you're just in training. If you make the right decision, God's going to bring you out there. And he's going to not only make you a conqueror, he said, I make you more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. So God got something in store for you, but you got to be trained so that you can have the victory that God got in store for you. Anybody sense victory in here? Are you just willing to stand? Are you just willing to stand for a little bit of release, or do you want to have God's deliverance? What God got in store for you? Amen. God has made us to reign in Him. Amen. Not to become subject to our enemies. Your enemies is just bread for you to eat. God said, I will bring you up. I will deliver you. How many of y'all still believe in a God that can bring you out of a situation? Amen. Tell your neighbor, I still believe God. Amen. Now, this is, this is your battle. Your battle, your battle is your faith. Your battle is your faith. Have you ever had such an attack on your faith as we're having today? I mean, our faith is being attacked. The word is being attacked. What you stand for is being attacked. Everything is relevant. The Bible contains the word of God, but it's not the absolute word of God. And this is what we are dealing with. The truth of the matter is, if you, dis- if you destroy the Bible, you destroy my faith. Because my faith came through hearing and hearing by the word of God. God is testing us to see whether or not we're going to stay. He took a few things away from you, but that's only to see whether or not you're going to see a servant. He has given you a few things, and the only thing he's given to you for is to see whether or not you're going to still serve it. It don't mean nothing. I mean, you can be walking around wealthy as a dog, a big dog. You know, people don't mind being called a dog as long as you call me a big dog. But the truth of the matter is, the same God that gives, he takes away. Are you still going to be able to bless the Lord even if you don't have everything you want? You know what? Average living is easier to live right. It's harder to live right when you start having more. Bishop, what are you saying? You don't have a problem living right when you don't have a whole lot. But it takes a certain attitude and a certain mind to keep on living holy when you got a whole lot. Because what happened, you stop believing in God and you stop believing in what you have. God help me. Amen. And believe me, I know what I'm talking about. You have to fight back these things 
and say, for God I live, or for God I die. And then you tell God, so Lord, if this is going to stand in my way, move it. I'd rather have you than to have. How many of y'all know that the only one can satisfy you is Jesus? The only one that can satisfy you is Jesus. He's the only one. I would rather be in debt up to here if it got to make me pray. Oh, y'all understand what I'm saying? I, I can't go to hell. Maybe y'all got a message from hell that I cooled it down, turned down the temperature. Last I heard, it was still hot. I don't want nothing to turn me away from God. Lord, if this is going to turn me away from you, take it. Because i got to be saved. How many of y'all got to be? Anybody? Lord, i got to be saved. Tell your neighbor, i got to be saved. i got to be saved. And if I slip on a banana peel and die without God, I'm eternally lost. No repeal. No coming back. No second chance. Amen. So, Lord, I want to be in a training for you, but I want to do what your word said. I don't want to come up with some, what, a bunch of rules that I approve of. Who gave you the right to approve of what God is pleased with? No, no. He's already told you what it takes. Amen.